Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The European Union is pursuing a plan within its border to overhaul how companies report on climate change. The idea is to require large companies to disclose green information with the same strictness as they do for financial disclosures. But while the EU may want to lead the way globally on green disclosures, it's also finding itself increasingly isolated, since other major international players, like the US, aren't exactly in alignment. And without that coordination, to make green disclosures more of a thing across the corporate world, that could be a major issue for the fight against climate change. To understand the EU's plan, the international dynamics, and the potential consequences for climate change, we chat with Politico Europe's finance reporter, Hannah Brenton. It's Monday, August 15th. So, Hannah, the EU has been working on a plan within its own borders to overhaul how companies report on climate change. So tell us about that plan. Yeah, so in the EU, there's something called the Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive. And those are the rules about how companies disclose both the impact of climate change on their business, but also how they might affect the environment and society. And that was agreed in June between the European Parliament and Council of the EU, which sets the terms of which companies have to report. And then now they're working on the kind of detailed standards that go underneath that. So like the actual kind of nitty gritty of what data point you have to disclose. And the the idea overall is that we have financial reporting that's kind of standardized for listed companies. And the idea now is to get something similar when it comes to climate disclosures. And that then would help investors kind of have better information about where to put their money if they want to have a positive impact on the environment or if they just want to know more about where a company stands. Right. And you report at the heart of the EU's plans is this concept of double materiality. So what is that exactly? Yeah, so that's a concept that basically you report not only on how climate change affects a business, but also how that business is kind of impacting the environment and society, so like social and human rights factors as well. And that's a big difference with the kind of more international approach and and the way the US is going as well, which is to really look at how climate change might impact a company's bottom line. Um, So very much like the first part about how climate change could affect a company's operations, whereas the EU's definition is more expansive. Yeah, interesting. As you said, the US under the Biden administration is working on climate risk disclosure. But you're reporting that the EU is feeling increasingly isolated because of using double materiality. So how realistic do you think it is that the EU gets the US and other major international powers on board with that approach? I think that's the debate that's going on a little bit in the EU at the moment, is whether the EU should really be pushing harder to get the international standards and the US to kind of accept this concept of double materiality in some way, or whether it should be more realistic and accept that maybe that's not something that on the US side is very realistic or is likely to happen in the immediate future, and therefore kind of temper its ambitions a little bit. 
And that's because also in the middle of the US-EU debate is this international standard setting body called the ISSB. And that is supposed to set kind of like a global baseline that can apply worldwide. And so the fight is kind of playing out in the ISSB and how to shape those standards, whether they should fall more onto the EU side or whether the EU should accept that they can build on top of them, but they won't be as close to the EU's version. Right. And so why is it important then that the major global powers try to reach as much alignment as possible on climate risk disclosure at an international level? So I think there are two things. There's the kind of making sure that things are more uniform. So companies do already disclose on on some of these issues, but there's not much uniformity in the data. And so the idea is to make it more comparable, to make it more stringent with more external checks, and to have that as uniform as possible around the world makes it easier for investors. But there's also the fact that if everybody does their own thing and you have like a US standard and an international standard and an EU standard, it becomes a lot harder for companies to comply and it becomes a lot harder for investors to comply. And so the idea is, yeah, to make it as comparable as possible, but also to make it as easy as possible in a way to comply. Makes sense. Is there anything else you wanted to add from your reporting that we didn't get to? I think the only other thing is one of the big differences with the US side of things is that the EU side goes beyond climate. So it includes things like biodiversity, whereas the US side is much more strictly limited on the climate disclosures. So that's why one of the areas the EU is kind of looking to push harder. Also, on Friday, House Democrats passed the Inflation Reduction Act with no Republican support sending legislation that will devote hundreds of billions of dollars to climate and clean energy to President Joe Biden's desk. The bill includes $369 billion in climate and clean energy provisions, the largest ever investment of its kind from Congress. The vote comes after the Senate passed the bill through the reconciliation process and weeks after private negotiations between Democrat Joe Manchin and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer had seemingly fallen apart. Analysts project the bill, which includes a package of clean energy tax credits, will put the U.S. on a path to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by roughly 40% below 2005 levels by 2030, closing in on Biden's goal to cut emissions in half by the end of the decade. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.